Are you here? <laughs> you know, being here is the prerequisite to listening to the Paul Leslie Hour. Welcome! If you like music, this episode is more than just an interview. It's also got some fantastic unplugged musical performances. This shows from our archives with Jake Shimabukuro, and it's going to be a treat. This was originally broadcast on radio and is now available to you on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all platforms. Now, this interview with musical performances was recorded in celebration of the release of Jake Shimabukuro's album entitled Live, Jake Shimabukuro. Who's Jake? Well, Jake is an ukulele virtuoso. He's too humble to admit it, but Jake Shimabukuro is perhaps one of the most talented ukulele players in the world. His albums have sold in the hundreds of thousands, and his style shows an influence ranging from jazz to flamenco. Jake Shimabukuro began playing the ukulele at four years of age and has gone on to be one of Hawaii's most respected musicians. Jake's performed in front of multitudes of fans in Japan, Hawaii, across the USA, and the Caribbean. He's toured with Bella Fleck and the Flecktones, and he's a frequent guest of Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band. Hey, we're just about to get the show going, but we'd like to quickly remind you that we have many more episodes like this that need to get out there. And you can support independent media and give to yourself and to others the gift of stories. Just go to www.thepaulleslie.com support. And we thank you. And with that, hey, let's all have a good time. Listening together, this is Jake Shimabukuro. Enjoy the show. Oh, my bad. Okay. It is a pleasure for the second time to welcome ukulele virtuoso, Mr. Jake Shimabukuro, to our show. Thank you very much for talking with us. Oh, no, thanks for your time. It's great to see you again. But also playing a few songs for the listeners at home. All right. Well, um, yeah, I'd like to start off with uh, this tune. It's, uh, it's an original piece um, that was inspired by, uh, by listening to a lot of flamenco and Spanish guitar music. Uh, it's a piece entitled Let's Dance. It goes something like this.
Wow, that was nice. Thank you. I've been listening to a lot of flamenco music lately, so that that was really a treat to hear. Oh, thanks. <laughs> a lot has been going on since the last time we talked a few years ago. I was wondering, what do you attribute your success to? Uh, well, you know, I've been I've been very fortunate, you know, very lucky to. Um, recently, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, a great opportunities uh you know recently i've been touring with jimmy buffett that's been incredible um there's a little video clip of of me playing on 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 youtube you know that's been getting a lot of downloads and hits that's been uh just wonderful i mean you know it's it's allowed me to to tour and um to travel to places and play in cities that i'd never you know been to before uh, so that's that's been exposing, um, you know, what I do to a lot of people. So I'm I'm very thankful and grateful, you know, for that. Um, also, along the way, you know, being able to perform and collaborate, you know, with musicians like uh, like Bela Fleck and the Flecktones, you know, they've they've been heroes of mine for a long, long time, and uh, and. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of these opportunities, you know, that, that have been coming up, um, you know, through through people, um, you know, supporting, supporting, um, you know, what, what we do. And uh, and I really, you know, I, and I really acknowledge, I, I really want to give uh, all the credit, you know, to, um, to my management and, you know, the record label, um, our record label, Sony Music, and, our, you know, our booking agent, APA, all, all of them, you know, with... Um, they've been working so hard, you know, they believe a lot in, they, they believe in what I do and, and, um, they just, they, they continue to, you know, promote my music and things like that. And it's been a real, real blessing, you know, to have uh, wonderful people to, to work with, you know, that, that, that believe in, in the music and, and, uh, so I, I'm, I'm very blessed for that. I wanted to ask you who your musical influences are. Oh man, there's uh, pretty much, pretty much everyone, you know, and anything that I've, uh, everything that I listened to, you know, growing up, um, you know, especially uh, people that like friends and and musicians that I that I perform with, of course, um, but uh, you know, and 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 they're constantly turning me on to CDs, um, you know, my my publicist uh, Michael Bloom. You know, he's constantly uh, sharing different um, albums with me and saying, oh, Jake, you got to listen to this. Oh, you got to check this guy out, you know, where I was talking about music. And so that's that's really great. Um, it's great to have people um, around you that are just as excited about music as, as you are. And, um, you know, so, so I, I pretty much draw... Um, inspiration from from everything you know whatever i hear on the radio um if it's you know live music i love live music of course um but it doesn't have to be it doesn't even have to be music it could be um like uh like just just athletes you know certain athletes are are very inspiring and you know you you observe their their commitment you know, and, and, and the discipline that, that they have, you know, their focus, um, you know, all of that, you know, can be a- applied to, to playing an instrument. You know, Bruce Lee was one of my heroes for a long time. Just his philosophy, the way that he went about approaching, um, you know, martial arts, uh, I, I applied a lot of his philosophy to, you know, to my instrument and, and uh, just my approach to the, to the ukulele. Some people sometimes think of the ukulele as a novelty, and I said the word wrong throughout the first time we did an interview with you, but it's actually pronounced ukulele, right? Yeah, well, it's actually uh, ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah. So, okay, I'll try to remember now. But you've shown what an amazing instrument it is. What is it that you were trying to accomplish with the uke as a musician? Um... Not really trying to accomplish anything. I mean, I, I, I just I'm a big fan of music, and 
you know the ukulele the, the ukulele was the instrument that we had um well it, it was the only instrument that i had growing up and i would turn on the radio and, and it didn't matter what was playing you know it could be a uh, a rock tune or a pop tune or a classical piece or you know whatever it was i would i would just listen and i'd sit there with my uke and try to pluck out you know pluck out the melody and i realized you know at a at a pretty early age that even with 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 the ukulele you know you have a very limited range you basically have four strings but your lowest string is actually your third string so your range is like a three string instrument almost and you know my lowest note is a is middle c like middle c on the piano and i have one c above that and another c above that so i'm basically working with two octaves and which is the equivalent to like a little toy piano you know for a kid and it's uh you know it's very challenging but you realize that you have all the same notes as you know as 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 the guitar or the or the piano not the same kind of range but you have the exact same notes so if you're playing a melody or 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 a tune you know of course you have to a lot of times uh you have to transpose it into a key that works for your instrument or you have to take certain lines and play it down an octave or take certain lines and play it up an octave but you can you can get the right um you can get the right notes in there where if you play it the the melody will be familiar you know it'll be um be recognizable to to the listener so if i'm if i'm taking like a classical theme or a or a jazz theme or even playing like a little rock lick you know like a jimmy hendrix thing but you just you just pick out those right notes you know people recognize it as that song you know or oh that's you know that's a led zeppelin tune or oh that's um you know that's a classical you know um like a piano sonata or whatever it is you know and you see so you just play a little bit of it and and then people automatically associate those notes with a certain song or a certain genre of music and and then and then uh that's when people start you know thinking like wow that's an ukulele i didn't know the ukulele could could play that kind of music or could play this or whatever but you know all it is is just a series of notes you know that you're putting together and that's what makes it fun you're really showing though that you can do an amazing thing with a ukulele and i know i didn't say it right that time either no, but i'll call it a uke from now on <laughs> Thanks to the internet and television shows like Conan O'Brien and then musicians like Jimmy Buffett, who you've been playing with, and Bella Fleck and the Flecktones, you've gotten a lot of good publicity, and no doubt you've gained a lot of new fans. What have you found a typical fan of yours to be like? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, well, whenever i do shows um and whenever i have a concert i i just try to um i just try to have fun you know i try to make it fun for myself and make it fun for the audience um you know i want i want i always want people to to walk away from a show smiling or feeling good you know because i i believe that music is is healing you know and music um brings people together So uh that's you know that's that's all I that's all I try to do you know whenever I'm I'm performing is I just try to communicate I I try to um uh you know reach out to whoever's whoever wants to listen and um and it's that constant communication you know between um between the artist and and the uh and the audience you know and and i found that in uh, in live performance you know the the audience is uh you know the audience plays such a huge role in the in the performance you know it's almost like uh like even though i i perform solo you know as a soloist um i i don't really feel like i'm playing solo because i feel i feel like the audience is they're 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 part of the music you know they're they're part of of the band and so if i'm if i'm playing in a you know in in a, a 150 seater or a or a 2000 seat you know like concert hall 
you know that that that's how large the the orchestra is you know for me i mean because every single person in the audience is is um, you know plays a vital role in that in that performance and, and the creation of, of the music so their energy um you know the their uh, their reaction to the music um, how they interact how how involved they they choose to be um you know it's just like it's just like a playing playing in, in a band you know you could have you could have uh you know 10 musicians on stage and each one of them has a choice to make you know they can choose how involved they want to be in the music and the creation of of the art or whatever is happening and sometimes you'll get players that all play together and they're so in tune with each other and they're feeding off of each other's energy and and reacting to what the other person's playing and, and so forth and then you have then you can have musicians you know a band that that's you know together but you know maybe the maybe the guitar player might kind of be thinking about something else so he might just he might be playing the right chords and stuff but just you know his mind is completely you know elsewhere so um you know it's the same thing it's the same thing uh, for the audience you know like every each person in the audience has the choice to make you know they can be fully involved and committed to you know this one and a half hour or you know two hour music performance or they can just be sitting there and then thinking about something else you know and and you can feel it you know as a performer or as a, as a whole you know with, with the audience i mean you can feel the entire performance as if, if everybody in the room was totally there with you or if there were a couple of people kind of doing their own thing i mean you you know you try to make yourself as sensitive and and and, and aware of, of that as possible a lot of people are calling you the greatest ukule ukulele player <laughs> and in fact if you go on google.com and you put in greatest ukulele player in quote marks the first uh, few pages go to you <laughs> so i was wondering who do you believe out there are the truly the greats in uke playing oh i mean there there's so many i mean um you know my favorite ukulele player is um, eddie kamai you know he was uh to me well he he was he's recognized as like the first ukulele virtuoso you know he uh back in the 50s he formed um a band called the uh the sons of hawaii and the sons of hawaii uh, band was I mean, they totally reinvented Hawaiian music. You know, Hawaiian music as, as we know it today, I mean, it, it was because of, of Eddie Kamai and Gabby Pahinui and, and these guys that, that formed the, the Sons of Hawaii. And, um, you know, he, and, and he was just an amazing musician. You know, when, when, he, when he played the, when he played the, the ukulele, um, you know, it was, it was, I mean, there's no doubt that that was who, who he, you know, who he is. That was his instrument, though. You know, when, when I think of Eddie Kamai, I think of, you know, I, I think of artists like, um, you know, like, uh, like Carlos Santana or B.B. King or, um, um, you know, Miles Davis, you know. And not not that he plays that kind of music or he plays like them, you know, but his spirit was in the same place, you know. Like when you listen to players like that, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter like really what what notes they're playing or, you know, or what what licks they're playing or how they um you know, or, or how cool that that sounds, or the way they reharmonize certain things, or whatever. You know, that all that stuff doesn't matter. You know, it's just, it's um, it's just, it's sincere. You know, it's it's pure. I mean, they play, they play who they are. You know, who they really are. They're not trying to be like anyone else, or not trying to sound like anyone else. Um, you know, and and it's 
totally from from the the heart, you know, from the soul. And Eddie Kamai was was you know that kind of musician. You know, he until this day, you know, he plays, you know, he he plays Eddie Kamai, you know. And I think um, after you know after hearing hearing him and growing up with his music. And then you know, listening to to other musicians like that, you know, guys like Bela Fleck, guys like uh, Pat Metheny, um, you know, you get so inspired, or or even even not, it doesn't even have to be musicians, you know. Like again, I was talking about Bruce Lee earlier, you know, Bruce Lee, he was so true to himself, you know. And uh, another one of my favorites was Bill Cosby, you know, Bill Cosby was another hero of mine, you know. Like when they're when they're up on stage and they're doing their thing. You know, they are, they're not trying to be like anyone else. You know, they're just, they're just themselves and they're so comfortable with it. They're so accepting of it. And everything they do is, becomes very honest, very sincere, truthful. And you feel that in the music, you know, that's, that's what inspires people. You know, it, it inspires me. Um, and that's always what I, what I strive for. I was hoping you could tell us every artist has a song that they are known for. So what would you say is your song? Well, recently the song that um that people have been requesting or you know like whenever I do shows or the song that I think you know people get really excited about is is the song that was um that I I played on a on a YouTube video clip it was uh george harrison's while my guitar gently weeps and that's my all-time favorite song to play on the ukulele you know and george harrison was was one of my heroes i mean you know he's another another musician who was just very real and very um you know true to to who, who he was um, I, I mean, I've never, I, I never met him, but, you know, but just from the stories that I've heard from people and, uh, and I did get to meet Olivia Harrison, you know, um, and, and talk with her uh, a bit and, you know, and just from her stories and things that I've read about him and also just, of course, by listening, by listening to his music, you know, the songs that, that he wrote and, and the way that he played them, um, you know, you you really feel that wow, yeah, he's a very down to earth, sincere, very real person. You know, who's true to himself. You know, very balanced. And you know, so when when I stood, so you know, so naturally, I enjoyed covering a lot of his tunes just because he was an ukulele player. You know, he was a real ukulele enthusiast. He he loved the instrument, and and I'd always work on you know, arrangements of his songs, you know, tunes like Something or Here Comes the Sun, you know, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, uh, it's just one of my, one of my favorites, you know, of all time, that and Something, you know, um, so, uh, yeah, it was, you know, playing, playing that song, um, it was actually for, uh, for an ukulele show called Ukulele Disco, and, and after it, it appeared on that TV show, um, I guess that a, a clip of, of me playing, you know, that in Central Plain, we recorded it in, in, uh, in New York in Central Park. And so that a clip of me playing while my guitar gently weeps somehow got on YouTube. And, um, yeah, and there were, uh, quite a few people who, who, um, I guess got, got excited about that, that arrangement. And I got a bunch of emails and, and, uh, and comments, you know, from people saying, you know, how much they, they enjoyed that arrangement. So yeah, it was, it was, um, you know, it felt good to, to get such a, such a, um, you know, such nice positive, uh, remarks from people and comments. Well, maybe you'd like to play this song. Yeah. Well, sure. My guitar gently weeps sure. for all the listeners.
Wow. <laughs> you played that beautifully. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I feel very fortunate to be getting this little private concert. <laughs> so I was hoping you could tell us where you were born and a little bit about your heritage. I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, Wonderful place. Oh, yeah. It is very, <laughs> very beautiful. Um, and I'm a fifth generation, you know, Japanese-American. Um I don't know. I, not not very interesting. I have a um, well. Let's see. I I have a younger brother. You know, his name is Bruce, and I named him after Bruce Lee. He uh, he's also a musician. You know, he plays the he's an incredible ukulele player, and he also plays guitar. Um, he has a school actually in Hawaii where he teaches. You know, um, where he teaches a bunch of people uh, ukulele. Um, yeah, he really enjoys working with kids and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I, I always, you know, I've always been more the type to kind of travel and, and you know, perform and things like that. And, and we do things together, you know, on occasion. We actually tour together in Japan a lot. You know, we do a lot of shows there. Um, so that's always fun. You know, he's... Uh, you know, my, my brother is quite a character. <laughs> he's he's a real real comedian in the family. So um, yeah, so we have a great time. But um, gosh, other than that, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, my uh, my last name Shimabukuro is uh, you know it's actually um, it, well, of course, it's a Japanese last name. More specifically, it's an Okinawan last name. I um, I'm a quarter Okinawan. And uh, and on my father's side, and then on my mom's side, uh, you know, uh, they're from a city called Fukushima, in Japan. Uh, you know, it's very very country countryside of Japan, yeah, very different from Tokyo. But um, yeah, I I go to Japan maybe about four or five times a year, and you know, I go there to to do concerts and. and and I, I love it, you know, because I, I appreciate the culture. I love the food. I'm a big fan of sushi and, you know, all sorts of Japanese food. Um, like to, uh, every time I go to Japan, I, I always um, I always end up going shopping because they have, you know, all their, their whole electronics thing is just unbelievable. Their, their digital cameras, things like that. Um, but I don't know, these... Digital cameras now, they're getting so tiny, you know, yeah. I, I lose them all the time. So I, every time really? I go back to Japan, I feel like I'm buying a new camera or something. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's great. And, uh, but I, I, I really, I really enjoy spending time there. It's, it's a, it's a wonderful place. Um, so we spend about maybe three months out of the year in Japan and then another maybe four to five months, um, you know, here in the States. Um, just touring and then and then we'll we'll also do um, like a string of dates in um, in Australia uh, we do a, a few um, festivals in Canada um, and then you know and then uh, I, I've had some opportunities uh, touring with Jimmy Buffett to to play in places like Singapore and um, um, you know the Caribbean uh, places like that, it's, 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 it's wonderful. I mean, you know, the, the experiences, you know, just the experience of, you know, just to travel, I think is, you know, it's, uh, it's, such, it's been such a wonderful educational experience for me. Do you have a favorite place that you have visited? Um, I don't know. I, I kind of like, um, there's... I mean, I, I always have a good time, you know, wherever wherever we're touring. But you know, unfortunately, even though I'm I'm traveling and touring to all these different places, you know, uh, most of the time I I just see the the airport, the concert venue, and the hotel, right? And that's it, you know, because we're just like flying in and flying out, and and we're always, you know, I mean, every night, you know, you're sleeping in a different bed, you know, in a different hotel, you're uh, you're in a, you're in a new city. Um, and, and it's really, it's, it's strange, you know, because I mean, I, I, 
sometimes sometimes you see commercials you know you, you watch like commercials about this like where the band gets up on stage and they're like you know hello san francisco and then the guy's like oh we're not in san francisco <laughs> you know? yeah. but and and it's just funny you know but that actually happens i mean i <laughs> I, I used to think like, how can you not know where you are, <laughs> right? But sometimes, you know, you you'll get up in the morning and you just be like, wait, now, okay, wait, what time zone am I in, or wait, what what city am I in? I, I can't remember, you know. It's it's a strange feeling, and um, and sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, you know, and it's and it's dark in your room, and then you just you have absolutely no idea where you are, like you can't even visualize where the where the entrance to the room is or where the, where the restroom is. And, and you kind of have to just, you know, you, you kind of just have to, I don't know, um, just sit there and, and try to rethink, you know, where you are or turn on the lights or something. You'd be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Now I know where I am. <laughs> but it's a, it's a strange feeling. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting used to it and, and, uh, you know, I, I have a very supportive, um, you know, family. My, my parents are very supportive, you know, my, my brother, um, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, they, they all, they're, they're all very proud of what I do. You know, so that, that helps a lot. You've been performing with Jimmy Buffett quite a bit lately, and I'm sure you've had some amazing experiences there. And I was hoping you could maybe share one that sticks out in your mind. Oh man, there there's so so many. I mean, when I the first the first time I I um you know, he invited me out on on one of his tours. Um I mean, I was just I mean, still today I I I've been touring with him for a little for about two and a half years now, and I still I I get I get so nervous running out on stage with him because you know, his audiences are huge. He has like 30, 40, 50,000 people out, out there, you know, screaming and, and, and yelling and uh, just having a great time. And, and for me, you know, I'm, that's, that's crazy being in front of that many people. Um, but, uh, gosh, let's see, I'm trying to recall the, you know, one of my, uh, I mean, there there's so many great moments, you know. There was one uh, the the first the first year I I toured with him, he would have me open up the show, playing the the national anthem, and um and you know and that was that was so scary. I mean, of of course, just being in front of that many people is scary, and then trying and then playing the national anthem in front of that many sure. people on an ukulele is. Uh, is very intimidating, very uh, intense, and you know, but but he knew that you know because I, I, well, everyone knew the the whole you know all the the core reefer band, and I kept telling them, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so nervous, I can't go out there. I mean, my knees would actually would be shaking, you know, I'd be so nervous backstage, and and I remember uh, going out there, you know, the the first few shows. You know, there were about like twenty, thirty thousand people in the audience, and Jimmy would come up to me and he'd say, "Say, Jake, you know, don't worry, just go out there, you know, and just and just play, just ignore the audience, you know, just look, you know, just ignore the audience, you don't have to worry, you know, and uh, and just just look straight at those guys and play to them, right? So I'd be like, okay, all right, you know, so I'd go out there and I'd I'd play, but then we did this one show. It was a uh, it was in Pittsburgh. It was a pirate stadium. And I think there were like 45,000 people in the audience. And that was just, that was just insane. That was the biggest show that I had done, you know, with them so far. Cause this was like maybe the fourth or fifth show into the tour. And I remember, um, Right before I was about to go out and do the national anthem, Jimmy Buffett came to my room and and uh, I mean, well, he 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 came by and and he, and he was like, you know, Jake, I I don't advise you, uh, you know, looking out into the audience today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was um, that was Good just advice. kind of a yeah, it was scary, man. As soon as I stepped foot on that stage, man, he was right. I mean, you just so many people and the and the roar from the audience is so intense. You know, you you know, we, we have these in ear monitors that we play at that, you know, kind of it 
basically it it's custom it's custom fitted you know for your ear canal right. so it blocks out all the all the sound and and then you and then you can hear you can control the the level of of music and you can adjust your own mix of all the players in the band so you can hear what you're playing and what everyone else is playing but you know the roar from the audience is so intense that it resonates in your chest you know once they start cheering it starts resonating in your chest and there are moments where even though you have the in-ear monitors the the roar from the audience is so loud that that you can that it almost buries the music you know so you really have to so then you start cranking up your in-ear monitors but it's uh that is an experience man i've it's such a rush i can only imagine (laughs) since you started performing with jimmy buffett We'll wrap it up. Oh, no, no, no. I oh. just wanted to make sure because... Uh, okay. He has a... Uh, Since you started performing with Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band, is there any of the Coral Reefers who you have learned the most from as a musician? Oh, I mean, all of them. They're, they're all so great. Um, you know, of course, Mac McAnally, um, you know, just an amazing songwriter, just a amazing musician you know everything he does is 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 so so great and um and we you know we have and and that's that's one of the things that i enjoy most is being able being able to just hang out with all these musicians you know um mcnally you know uh peter Mayer, wonderful guitar player you know i'm always asking him about you know his guitar techniques and things like that um, you know, Ralph, you know, Ralph McDonald, you know, who I've been a huge fan of for many, many years, uh, Jim Mayer, um, you know, the, I mean, everybody, every single person in that band is so great at, at what we can do. Robert Greenwich, he's, he's an, man, that guy, <laughs> it's, it's incredible, you know, what, what he creates, you know, with the, with the steel drums. I've, I've never heard any music like that come out of, you know, those instruments and come out of that instrument before um but it's not it's not just the 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 band you know i mean of course like i i learned so much from them i'm always asking them questions about you know different rhythms and you know and and you know playing certain changes or um or how they go about um you know their um how they voice certain chords you know in 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 the song um you know and they're they're always so open to just sharing you know ideas with me um, but, but also the crew, you know, talking with the guitar techs and the, and, um, and, you know, and, and, and like the, the tour managers, all, all the, all the production guys, um, they're all, they, they are all the best at what they do, you know, and you learn so much from them, you know, just, just hearing the stories of, of, you know, people that they've, they've worked with in the past and, and, um, you know, just just their experiences. I mean, I, I learned so much, you know, from from them, and and I think that's that's one of the well, that that's that's something that I truly value. You know, being out on the road with Jimmy Buffett. Of course, I love the the music and the and the shows and all that, but it's really the opportunity to to spend time with these people who who are just you know, monsters in the music industry, you know, and, and to be able to actually, you know, um, sit there and, and eat with them or, you know, rehearse with them or just have the opportunity to ask, to ask them questions or, or, you know, even to, to look at them as, as, as a, as a friend, you know, to, to be in, in that kind of, you know, to have that kind of friendship with them where you where you actually bond and you're doing something that you love you know together um you know that is you know i I cherish that more than anything else it really is an amazing band both as people but musically also yeah amazing amazing yes on the last two albums the ep my life it's uh six well i think very well picked out covers and it's kind of like your other album, Gently Weeps, in that for the most part, it's just solo uke. Mm-hmm. Was that a conscious decision to go in that direction with your music? 
Well, actually, um, the Gently Weeps album was produced by Mac McAnally. And while I was touring with Jimmy Buffett, you know, Mac was the one who really pushed me and said, Jake, you got to do a solo ukulele album, you know. <laughs> and at the time, I was, I was so afraid to, to do that, you know, because that, that, that was a huge step for me because I, I you know, when, 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 you're, when you're playing a song and it's just you and no one else, <laughs> It's pretty scary, you know. Um, it's it's a scary thing, like when it's when you don't have a a rhythm section with you, or you don't have other musicians up there, you know, filling up filling up the the, the gaps or the or the holes in the music. Um, you know, he but he said that you know I he said that he he really thought I sh I should do that, you know, because um, because. It'll it'll give people a, a better idea of, of what I'm actually doing on, on my instrument, you know. If I did a solo ukulele album, so I I, I thought, okay, you know, he, he convinced me to do it. And I told him, well, 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 if I do it, you know, can can I work with you? You know, can you produce an album? <laughs> and and he was like, oh yeah, sure, you know, I'd I'd love to love to you know do it. And and just the opportunity to to work with Mac um, in the studio. Uh, that was, you know, that that whole experience. I mean, it was it was the best experience that I that I've had in the recording studio. You know, was was with him. Uh, I I felt so relaxed and so comfortable, and and just you know having him there, you know, guiding me and 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 um, you know sharing with me I, I, his ideas and and his recording techniques. It was just un unbelievable, you know. But that that experience, and then um, you know, which led to the next the, the EP, you know, which was the, the My Life EP, you know, that one because of my experience with the Gently Weeps album, I kind of uh, I, I the, the 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 EP that I did after that, I kind of did more solo ukulele arrangements, you know, just because I was getting a little bit more comfortable. Do you have a preference? Because, like, on the soundtrack, you bring back the full band kind of sound. Yeah, um, you know, it 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 depends. Okay. It, it it really depends. Um, I I like I like doing both. You know, I I like um, I like performing solo, but then I also love playing with the rhythm section and love collaborating with other musicians. So I, I think the important thing is for me is just having a, a good balance, you know, and, and, you know, that's why it's great. You know, I get to do these shows with Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band, but then at the same time, you know, in between, you know, some of those shows, um, I get to do my own solo shows. Um, and then, and then I, I get to jump on tours with, with other, with other bands as well. Or sometimes I'll, I'll do these music festivals and then I get to sit in with other bands or do my own thing or do these little workshops. And that's what, that's what makes it fun. I like the, the variety, you know. And then recently I've been collaborating with a lot of, you know, um, doing things with orchestra, with full orchestra. And that's an, that's a whole, uh, you know, different, different kind of experience. So my final question, this broadcast is going out all over the world. What would you like to say to all the folks listening in? Um, I, I guess I just want to say, um, you know, keep supporting live music and, uh, and come to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sir, I really appreciate the time and the thoroughness with which in which you answered all these questions. I really appreciate you making the time to talk to me. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for right. your time. My pleasure. Do you have time to yeah. send, us, send us on our way with the classic from the Beatles in my life? This is off my latest, uh, that EP that we were talking about.
Thank you so much, Jake. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.